Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. And welcome to episode 270 Winchester. This is Slam Fire Radio, August 30th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel, the hunting gear guy. And hi, I'm Kelly, one of the classy ones, I guess. One of the classy ones? <laughs> There's other classy people as well. Mm. Trevor? Uh, I don't <laughs> see anyone else here. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if I, I believe was, you. No, he will. No, he's not that classy, is he? No, I mean, like, no. so he couldn't be on the show tonight because he, uh, why, why, why was it again? Oh, cause he actually, I think he got threw out his back. He was hunting beavers or something. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, he was being chased by a beaver and he threw out his back. Uh, that was it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't bring so. enough gun for him. And, uh, yeah, he, the, the beaver got a, got a, a little whiff of, of, of his fear and you don't want that to happen. The whiff of the fear or the, what is it? Uh, who is it? Smoke in the water. Smoke in the water. <laughs> Brisket. That's what he got a whiff of. <laughs> yeah, lunch. And he uh, yeah, he got chased down by a beaver, which is unfortunate. But uh, I would have paid money to see that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been good. But yeah, he couldn't make it on the show because he, he couldn't get up the stairs of his house. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess we can get right into it. Um, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now they have Damaco? Dimaco? Damaco. Damaco stripped lowers for two nineteen. <laughs> so if you want like a fancy Colt Canada uh lower, there you go. Uh, Am I reading the show notes right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you do yours first? Okay. So mine first. I went and did the so Gunny Girl calendar. Uh, we did a photo shoot for that and with some of the participants. It's going to be amazing. Um, this year is going to be better, better than last year, which is better than the year before. And again, what's going to happen is we got sponsors on board. We're going to have prizes, bi-weekly prizes and everything too. So it's going to be really, really good. Uh, the other thing that I did was I tried out my new Safari Land uh, 578 holster for my shadow, Adriel. Ooh, uh-huh. You really, really should probably think about that. There's no mm. side shake, rattle, roll that you were talking about. And it's Ipsic legal and everything too. So you know what? Wes was recommending those. He was yep. saying like that's the deal to use because you can use it on that or the Glock or whatever, yep. really. Yep. And you can it, uh, it, you can like clamp it in a little bit more. Uh, there's like an adjustment piece on there, and it's got like a the release for it's like on the grip, right? Yep. So there's a shim that you put in for your shadow. Um, you take it out for the Glock if you want, but it works perfectly. And yeah, all you have to do is there's a there's a button on the back of it, so you just pull it straight up and you're ready to go. So yeah, and. Yeah, no shake, rattle, roll. It's not going to fall out, and it was perfect. I really, really like it. So, cool. I'm going to I'm going to use it this weekend as well. I get to shoot this weekend. I'm so excited. It's gonna nice. Be fun. Yeah, that's it. That's me. That's everything. 
Oh, that was quick. <laughs> I know. We're, yeah. Well, no, there's a whole bunch of other things in the back. Like, for example, you know, the meetings for, you know, Maple Seed trying to plan those. Mm. But anyways, but no. All right. Tell cool. me about this first thing that you got on your list. because I'm just <laughs> dying to know about it. Like, seriously. I'm, I'm wearing them. Oh really? <laughs> I, okay, so um, last year I got a I got a jacket from this company uh, Gobi Heat that they do like electric heated uh, oh, jackets. That's not fair. That's not fair. Uh, I'll, I'll tell the listeners so they're in on the joke. I put in the show notes here that I got a pair of hot pants, and I did. They're uh, heated pants, so they've got like a button on them, and you uh, you can like seriously, I need those. Yeah, turn on turn on the heat for your uh for your pants now i mean like i think that the the idea with this is going to be the same as with my electric jacket where uh you leave it off you underdress a little bit and then you hike out you hike out to your spot that way you're like the problem with overdressing i've got like hot hot clothing i I live in alberta it gets down to minus 30 right yeah this is getting hot (laughs) (laughs) i'm sweaty it's getting hot it's too much um but the problem is if 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 you wear that heavy stuff and you hike out to your spot, you're all sweaty and then you get there and then the sweat cools down on you and then you get really cold. So uh, uh, you either unzip and then you're dealing with loud zippers when you get to your spot or uh, use Velcro layer. or you layer or I don't really like layering because then I got to carry a backpack or something for all my layers or put them to the side and move around and take it off. And I don't want to do that. I want to sit as still as possible. Uh, while I'm hunting. And uh, so the idea with these and and with the jacket is you underdress a little bit, you get to your spot, you wait. And as you start to cool off, you start turning up the uh, electric stuff. And, and that's going to last you as long as your stuff is good enough for say like uh, two or three hours of use. That's the most I'm going to hunt in the morning. And then the evening is, is three hours or so Uh, you're good to go. So, so it's three hours that you can have them on. These, um, if you put them on low, they're good for eight. Okay. Uh, but if you put them on, generally you you don't leave them on high. If you leave them on high, you'll you'll roast. Uh, so you leave it on like medium or low, depending on like how cold it is. Basting Adriel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I, I I can't do too hot. I don't actually. If it's minus twenty outside, I don't need any of this kind of stuff. I'm good to go. But if it's okay. minus twenty five, minus thirty, that's where it starts to get. I like you get cold in some of your extremities. You get cold on your knees and that kind of thing. So okay, like to get that going. Anyways, that's it. I'm going bow hunting this weekend, and uh, yeah, we'll see if uh, see if I see anything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we could. Uh, why don't we go on to the upcoming events after uh, after our main topic? Why don't we head straight to our main topic? Rod, we're live. How's it going? Good. How are you? Hi, Rod. Hi. Awesome. <laughs> Just running around like crazy. Hang on. <laughs> the busiest man in advocacy is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw on Facebook you were you were just getting into a, a radio interview this morning, and uh, you've been on uh, several uh, recently here. So uh, yeah, definitely definitely getting around. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's that's the least of it. I just got uh, heard back from CBC. I will be doing eleven five minute interviews for eleven different CBC affiliates from three in the morning till six in the morning tonight. Awesome. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you're going to wait for the duration all tonight, all tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three, three o'clock in the morning. It starts because it's six, six a.m. Eastern. Right. right? Uh, yeah, I'll put on a pot of coffee. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah. it's fantastic. I mean, uh, um, I think I was mentioning on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. I follow all the the major advocacy groups online, and uh, when this kind of stuff comes around, the CCFR is always on it. You guys are always on the radio, always on TV, always uh, always on the media, uh, representing us, and uh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, what were you on today? Yep, I was on today on AM nine hundred CKNW in Vancouver. Right. Awesome. Yeah. What were uh, what was the what was the topic du jour for that one? Like Oddly enough, know. it was about a handgun ban. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Oh, I know where that came from? Yeah. I'm like, oh. what? What is it? Yeah. Well, uh, so just just for our listeners who maybe aren't aren't following the the news too too carefully, uh, the Liberals have uh, put an edict out that they're going to examine. A full ban on handguns and assault weapons. Is that am I am I capturing that correctly? Yeah, they they want to ban assault weapons, which have been banned since the seventies. Done. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, whatever, or, or anything with a pistol grip, I guess, is going to be their criteria. But I think um, I'd like to think that Bill Blair is going to take that instruction seriously because not only did it say that, but it also said, "and make sure you don't take guns from law-abiding citizens." Right. So I'm hoping he's going to take it seriously and, and examine it and talk to some experts. I don't know where they could scare a few of those up and then uh, make a, an appropriate decision. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're being very optimistic about this, Rod. D- they, they mentioned, yeah. they mentioned uh, uh, seizing firearms at the same time. They said, uh, but please don't, uh, don't bother anyone who's law abiding in the same sentence. Yeah. So they're, they're going to violate one of those two. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So, uh, how's the, how's the CCFR been responding to this, uh, to this latest, uh, development? Well, um, like what our response is, is to be right there for media and to support media as best we can. Um, we've also, uh, launched our own public awareness campaign. You may have seen the one minute political videos and mm-hmm. we had memes produced to mimic the memes. I'm not even going to use their name, but you know of a Facebook group that puts out yep. all these memes using black and, and, and yellow font and white font. Um, but the, our, the memes that we put out uh, mimic theirs directly so that when people read the meme, they don't know what they're reading until they've actually read it. So kind of a psychological bear trap trying to get some... <laughs> so I'm trying to get people to stick their foot in it, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing what we do. We're a public relations organization. So thus we're actually taking action um, instead of, uh, you know, sitting there, you know, talking about political points. Like um, if I, if I just wanted to dim- dismiss this whole thing, I'd say, well, look what happened to the liberals back in, you know, two election cycles ago, they decided to make guns an issue and they were absolutely decimated at the polls. So this should mean nothing to anybody. But at the same time, any time our uh, privileges or rights, depending on how you look at them, are attacked, we have to respond. That's our mandate. And that's what our uh, our members expect us. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like, like you mentioned a couple of uh, election cycles ago, I was actually l- uh, looking through it just so just so we had the numbers and the, and the dates in front of us. But uh, C-68 in 95, Paul, uh, Paul Martin ran on a platform of a handgun ban in 2005. Uh, Stefan uh, Stefan Dion ran on uh, an assault weapons ban, which I'm not sure what those are, but uh, those he wanted to ban those in 2008. The actual uh, uh, comment that I I read was that he wanted to ban military weapons like the Beretta CX4 Storm. Are there any militaries using that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, 
Maybe maybe know. like Battlestar Galactica, maybe something on yeah. TV. Yeah, some future one. army. Yeah. Space Wars. Yeah, Space Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, our current where we've got C seventy one and uh, maybe so much more. So I mean, it's uh, it's been pretty consistent uh, uh, eroding of our uh, uh, rights on uh, on firearms, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's, it's not going to end until somebody really takes it to them. And you know, this is a bit of a. I guess I'm reciting our own slogans, but I mean, this is exactly what we do. Um, we have to take it to them in the only arena that truly matters, which is the arena of public opinion, because yep. this is what enables them to do all this stuff is they believe that the public, more of the public is with them than against them. And uh, we have to, uh, we have to make sure that we let them know this will not go unchallenged. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you start uh, putting really, uh, really well-spoken people on the radio, on TV, uh, when we start looking at our stats of how many uh, RPAL owners there are out there and uh, how many people are licensed and growing uh, at, a, at a pretty good clip, mm-hmm. uh, that all kind of helps with, uh, with the, uh, I guess, keeping them away, <laughs> keeping them off the idea of, uh, of this easy vote uh, whipping boy uh, of gun control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it's the next election is going to be really strange on a lot of different levels. And, you know, the, the word that's floating around is that the liberals are going to go for radical action against gun owners as the only wedge issue that, that they're going to run with in the next election. Yeah. They figure they're going to pin it all on gun control. And uh, I don't know if that'll happen or not. I mean, I'm not privy to their, their thoughts. I don't think they're privy to their thoughts or understanding, but uh, you know, if they want to do that, uh, we can't stop them, but we can make it look really politically inconvenient for them. We can really make them think about it and go, hmm, I don't know. You know, um, a lot of people don't listen to grumbling gun owners, um, but a, a PR organization that's that's out there spending, you know, $100,000 on Facebook ads and all the rest of that stuff, that's that's pretty serious. So uh, I hope it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely the way to go for something like this. Um, tell us more about the impact of, uh, of C-71 and, and C-75, because some of our listeners have heard about them. Some of them uh, maybe haven't. Well, there's some, uh, there's some concerning parts of C-71. Um, again, I even heard another gun group say it's, it's a nothing burger, whatever. It's like, yeah, some of it is, is not a big deal. I mean, we could live with it. How about that? Um, but our ideology at the CCFR is not another inch because we've already, we're already too regulated. Like not another inch. Um, now, one of the a couple of the concerning parts uh, are the um, is the creation of this new class of firearms. That's probably one of the biggest things, which is the 12.9. And the 12.9 is a new class of prohibited firearm that is prohibited, but you can take it to the range and you can use it. And it's it's a terrible class of prohibited because they could move any firearm into that classification. And the reason why it's actually so effective on their side is, is that gun owners are like any other group. A lot of times they'll turn on each other. Right. And it's this, it's this tool of grandfathering to, to quell dissent. So basically the government says, okay, listen, we're going to make all AR-15s uh, 12 nines. You don't have to, you don't have to give up your guns. You can keep them. Maybe even you can inherit, inherit them. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't figure that out yet, whether that's possible. Um, and you can use them at the range and nobody's going to, you know, but we just, we won't have any more of them. And what happens is a lot of gun owners will be like, all right, at least I get, I get to keep my gun. So, and I'll have a special license and I'll be able to buy and sell these new prohibs, unlike all these other gun owners. So they're giving them something special. And for a lot of people, 
that's a big deal in their lives, right? For people that are, you know, that don't feel special. And then the government says, here, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be better than everybody else. If you just go along, unfortunately, a lot of people take that bait. So, right. you know, we don't want to see any more prohibitions. We don't want any more firearms moved into different categories. It's ridiculous. If there's one firearm that's not prohibited, then you might as well not prohibit all of them. So that's a concern. The two thirds of a gun registry is a concern for all the reasons that we talked about already in our in our literature in our videos which is you're building the entire infrastructure for a gun registry exactly like before omitting only the information about the firearm being transferred there's reference numbers there but all this stuff is is in a database everything just like the long gun registry you know so you know you're going to tell me that your database uh developers aren't going to put an extra field in there somewhere should you decide to record the serial number and the description of the firearm later you know, so it's all very thinly veiled attempt. And of course, all of it is aimed at licensed gun owners and none of it at criminals. So it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. Hmm. Um, t- uh, maybe uh, uh, kind of let our, our listeners know what they can do to help right now. So you guys are out there uh, uh, doing what you do. How, uh, how can our listeners help other than uh, joining the CCFR and, and becoming a member? Well, you know, joining in or becoming a member, donating or entering the contest that we have going right now. Um, those are all good things because we can't make political videos. We can't sponsor ads. We can't, you know, do any of that kind of stuff, um, have means produced, um, have them boosted, you know, um, go on lobbying trips, do press conferences, you know, all that stuff takes money. So that, that is a big part of it. But what is equally as important is that people go on social media and they become the cool head in the room and they, 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 in a very reasonable manner, debate these ideas. And something that a lot of people miss is they'll go on Facebook and they'll be like, oh, I went to this Facebook group and I started arguing against a handgun ban. And then all these idiots came in and no matter what, how many statistics I put there and videos and, and points and, you know, negotiations, they just, they don't get it. They called me an idiot and I had to give up. The thing is, you're not arguing with that person. You're using that person as a little pawn you're actually making the case for the 100 or 200 or 500 people that are actually reading that in, in that exchange and they're not commenting anything. And I think people, um, they overlook how powerful that is. So if you want to be at an army of one that says, you know what, twice a week, I'm going to lay on the couch and I'm going to sit there. I'm going to engage people on social media for an hour, twice a week, two hours a week, eight hours a month, right? You can do that. And that makes a difference. That makes a huge difference because there's a lot of people that get converted and they don't even know. And actually, you know what? Let me give you one. This is interesting. The, the the interview that I did this morning was with Mike Smith. And he's oh. he's just a, you know, he's just filling in for the host of this, the Simi Sarah show. And he had had me on for 33 minutes, not including commercials, 33 minutes a week ago. Some, you know, some people might remember that interview. Oh, I, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm on for 33 minutes answering calls and all this stuff. I'm like, this is great. And he's a kind of a prickly individual. He can get, you know, he can get uh, excited and, and a little um, confrontational. I think that's a nice diplomatic word for that. He can get confrontational, but, I mean, he listened. And every single caller that called in was, a, was supportive of gun rights, right, of, of gun ownership. Then, fast forward to this morning, He's on the phone with Wendy Soupier or Kukier. I don't know. Now I've heard just so many people say it the other way. Um, and he actually wasn't giving her a lot of leeway there. And you could hear in his voice, he's like, mm, yeah, this doesn't. Mm. Like, <laughs> we educated him. 
through the process of having conversations through him. Yeah. So now you've got actually have an educated journalist out there that knows the difference between a bunch of propaganda, a bunch of lies, and and things that actually make Canadians safer and, and seeing the side of law-abiding gun owners. And so, you know, maybe we converted some people people in the audience, maybe we didn't, but we converted one person, maybe not to own guns, but not to be at least not to be against us. So that power of just being there and being part of that conversation, I can't, I can't uh, overstate it. It's really important and anyone can do that if they just put in a little bit of effort. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great idea. And, yeah. and, uh, that education is a really important part, right? You, uh, most people just don't know, don't know a lot about it. And, uh, and the education means a lot when you say, you know, we have all this, this, these problems in our, in our cities with, uh, 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 gangs and it's primarily using handguns. People say like, Oh yeah, handgun man, that seems to make sense. Yep. But that's because they don't know it's licensed. It's registered. The there's like, there's no loophole of getting getting out of these things. Uh, once they're tracked, they're tracked, and uh, banning them is not going to do anything, right? Yeah, you know, the one of the other things, uh, the other uh, compelling reasons to engage in the activity that I just described is that it 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 sharpens your argument, right? You're having to cross cross swords with people, and every once in a while, you're going to run into somebody smart. Not often on the internet, but there those people are out there. <laughs> they are out there, and they have an internet connection. And so sometimes you'll actually get somebody that's a little articulate and they're going to challenge you. Like, yeah, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. You're going to go and you're going to find out because you don't, nobody likes to lose and it, it's going to make you a better advocate. And, um, you know, if we had an army of people that had all the answers to the questions, then we would change public opinion very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, uh, the cool head part is, is important as well. I've seen a lot of people who are very passionate, uh, at arguing about it, but, uh, not as cool <laughs> about it and not as, uh, educating, I guess, not as, as focused on the educational part of it. And I think those, those are both really important parts because that's how you, uh, appear to be the, the, um, calm collected one in the room and not the, uh, you know, rabid, uh, fundamentalist, right? Mm-hmm. And that and that's and that's very important because when people look at those comments, they'll be like, "Okay, hold on, the gun guy is the one that's treating everybody with respect and has seems to have infinite patience with everybody else, and it's the people that want guns gone are the ones that are just calling them names and ad hominem attacks and you know completely irrational, and that speaks volume to our you know for our community. So important." Yeah, well, I think that's where uh, someone like Wendy Suki does us a favor because <laughs> so long as yeah. you're as long as you've uh, uh, worked with uh, or, or uh, uh, debated with any of the uh, uh, radio hosts that uh, that she's going to go against, uh, <laughs> they're they're going against someone who's got a little bit of education, right, and can challenge them on some of the uh, stats that she might pull. I've I've been noticing a lot of uh, a lot of stats coming out recently or being referenced that are uh, that are just flat out incorrect that uh, boy it's like it's one thing to make them the the stats match and to pull what you think is is accurate and it's another thing to uh, just treat it as a means to an end and uh, and not care about the actual accuracy or truth of it. Yeah, and she's and she's terrible. She is just really really bad at it. And so she's, <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not great at everything either. I, I assure you. So, but at least I know what I'm bad at. So I, I try not to do those things, but she's, yeah, she's terrible. She is not likable at all. She gets on her just this dismissive tone and like, well, if you don't agree with me, obviously you, you encourage violence and 
you know, so she's, she's helping us a lot there. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I haven't been able to find anybody that can debate that side of the argument effectively. Like I can't find anyone, you know, I've been, I think, where did I, I think I commented that somewhere. I'm like, it's disappointing. Oh, it was Twitter. That's what it was. And I said, you know, it's, it's very disappointing because I'm waiting for someone to come up, you know, come against us that says, okay, yeah, I'll engage you. And then I'm like, holy crap. All right. I think I might've lost that one or, Oh, I got to brush up on this or that. Or there just isn't anyone. It's a hollow emotive, um, you know, very authoritarian argument. And just, it doesn't, I don't know, for reasonable people, it doesn't ring true. Yeah. It doesn't hold up to, to logic or, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Awesome. So yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll let our uh, listeners know to, uh, debate people online, <laughs> do their part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can look at kindness though, you know, and, and I will admit, uh, in recent times, I've gotten a little frustrated at times. And <laughs> I acted the way that I actually feel because um, so, I actually am quite, uh, you know, I get quite frustrated just like everybody else. Right. But the minute that I show that frustration, we sort of lose that kind of edge where, you know, you can quietly, it's almost like trolling, right. You can quietly just drive the other people nuts because they just can't refute all the things that you're saying. I've, I've fallen victim to my own frustration a couple of times recently, but you know, forgive me for those uh, transgressions. And I uh, always try to be the, the cool head in the room. It just it works so much better. Awesome. Uh, how can uh, how can our listeners keep up to date with what the CCFR is up to? Well, uh, firearmrights.ca is the website. You can also get there by um, by uh, going to ccfr.ca. I can always keep forgetting about that. We have a redirect there. So there's there's always web articles there. So that's a good uh, a good place to uh, keep up with us. Also, I think you can sign up for a newsletter on, on the site. I don't take care of that stuff, but I think yeah, that's can. there. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We just got <laughs> newsletters out about what the CCFR is doing, so it's amazing. Excellent. Yeah. And obviously we have a, a podcast as well, the CCFR Radio Podcast. So you can you can find that on YouTube, um, on Facebook, uh, from the site itself. And I think it's well, Adriel would know. I wouldn't know. It's um, <laughs> podcast.ccfr.ca. No, that's Radio? correct. Or it's like the the way that most people will find it is by using their podcast app and yeah. searching yeah. for CCFR. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I get it. Yeah, and I think uh, the, probably the place I, I spend most of the uh, or inter- I interact with the most with the CCFR is through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys Facebook have a, a huge group, right? Yeah, and actually, I have a friend from Ontario uh, staying with me right now, and we're going to do a podcast segment um, on a very specific topic. Now, this, this, yeah, it's fun. It's funny we can actually talk about this um, uh, as part of this podcast. But he is a commentator. His name is Frank Vaughn. You may or may not have heard of him. He can be uh, slightly polarizing at times, um, and he tackles the issues that that where I agree, you know, with 80% of what he says, but I, I have to keep myself out of all these other issues because for the sake of the CCFR, right. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so he tackles like all the hot issues, you know, the really divisive ones like immigration, and just all kinds of different stuff. And he has experienced, you know, he's got a pretty limited audience. I think if you, if you want to compare him to the larger, you know, as what they would call all right people, Get a relatively limited audience, and he has been censored so severely, just savagely censored on Facebook. And um, I'm actually going to be talking to him about that kind of censorship because 
the CCFR radio podcast is getting very popular. CCFR is growing like crazy. We are incredibly influential in the farms community, like more influential than we've seen a gun group where politicians are like, oh, I better talk to the CCFR or I could end up having trouble. And that's, that's important. Um, and to me, it's only a matter of time until we experience censorship. Um, deep down, that's what I think is we're going to, it's just a matter of time until we experience censorship on Facebook or our other platforms like YouTube as well. Um, and that's a, that's something that's a real concern because obviously we're not extremists. We're just regular good people talking about a, a pretty, pretty significant social issue. But the, uh, when I look around and see the censorship that's going on, it's, it's very concerning. So, um, hopefully we don't experience that because Facebook is a big part of what we do. It's a big, one of our major strengths. Yeah, well, Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things that's been unfortunate about these platform uh, platforms out there when they first come like sprout up, they 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 take a very uh, uh, neutral tone to uh, to their censorship. They say if it's illegal, you gotta send us a cease and desist, or you have to send us a, a DMCA uh, request to take something down. Otherwise, we leave it up. And if it's le- if it's legal, but it's uh, repulsive to some people, whatever, we leave it all up. And that's how most of those platforms start. They start morally neutral. And if it's legal, leave it up. Um, but as part of as, as they've been growing, they've been getting this to this point where uh, we saw it with Shopify. Uh, they're making enough money. And now they get to a point where they're like, eh, you know what, maybe some stuff we just don't like. And uh, we're just going to uh, censor or not allow what we don't like on the platform. And unfortunately, one of those things that uh, some of these companies don't like is uh, is firearms, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I have a real problem with it because firearms are completely legal, and and it's not like it's a, some fringe pursuit. Like millions, literally millions of Canadians are involved in it, and you know, then there's a there's a legislative framework around. Like it's it is part of our society, just like a motor vehicle or uh, anything else that you'd have to that, that legislation yeah. covers. And, and just yeah. the thought of being censored. Because we're advocating for legislative, positive legislative change, would uh, that would frustrate me greatly? Um, but um, you know, we're actually preparing for it at the, at the CCFR because the more effective you get, the more they want to censor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking with uh, uh, firearms shop owner uh, True North Arms last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, oh, his yeah. plat his platform of choice is Shopify. And, uh, and now he's got to get off of it and go on to something else. I mean, Shopify would like jumped in with both feet when, uh, when marijuana is coming into Canada and they're, they're going to be the e-commerce shop of choice for a lot of the provinces. Uh, but at the same time, they're, they're killing all the, uh, all the gun shops and there's a lot of them on there, right? Yeah. Just, you know, but you better bake that cake. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just such a double standard, right? You know, we expect good behavior from everybody in a level playing field. And now for some reason, it's, it's like, yeah, as long as you're discriminating against the right groups, then it's totally acceptable. Right. And if you're well, discriminating they're, against they're, the wrong groups and it's not okay. They're discriminating against the group that thinks that, um, that generally thinks that, uh, businesses should be able to do whatever they want to <laughs> discriminate. So it's like, yeah, it is, it is a very big double standard because if they try mm-hmm. to discriminate against anything on the left, it would, uh, it would come with a lot of screaming. <laughs> Well, I think it depends on the on the business, right? Because the the uh, the value proposition of the social networks is the the town square. You know, here's here's your here's your opportunity to, to to be heard. And then they're like, unless we don't like you, so it's a little bit different, yeah. I think. Um, certainly, 
certainly I discriminate against people um, back when I did a lot of training. If I didn't think that you were an upstanding citizen, I wouldn't train you. So I never had anybody come after me. Um, you know, gang members or whatever that are not known for launching lawsuits or human rights violation complaints. But, <laughs> but you know, like I, I discriminate against for the for the greater good of society. But it's uh, I don't know, it's such a double edged sword. It's hard to figure out where you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how's uh, how's the CCFR downrange going? It's been a real challenge um, because uh, it, it's not a, it's not the kind of show that had been done by Wild WOW TV before. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out that they were leaning, they ended up leaning on us, i.e. me, a lot more than we thought um, they would be. So that's, that's proven to be a, just a tremendous amount of work for me. I'm, I'm now backed out of it a little bit. And I was responsible for a lot of the stuff that, well, everything that happened in British Columbia. Um, but now the show's gone east into some other, um, other events. So now I'm not involved anymore, thank goodness. But it's, it's been a lot of work. And I'm hoping we will still be uh, debuting the show at the, at the proper time, which is the end of October. Awesome. Well, if you need any, I know Wild TV is based out of Edmonton. If you need any uh, Edmonton footage of Three Gun, we're going to do a Three Gun match in a weekend or two here for uh, for Chas in Edmonton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In a, in a week or two. Uh, September eighth. Yeah, eighth. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, if there's nothing scheduled for our camera guy on that weekend, then he will be there because he lives in Edmonton. Easy. Awesome. <laughs> Couldn't Yay. be easier. Oh, the show. It's a walk in the park. There we go. <laughs> um, any anything else that you wanted to uh, mention before we uh, we let you go, Rod? I know you're busy. <laughs> if I were you, I'd probably want to take a nap before nap. I got to do yep. this this uh, all nighter. <laughs> I, I actually haven't done that before, and and you know it's it's actually an interesting process that's called a cbc syndicated interview so basically they have a kind of a mothership where they go out to all the different stations and they say do you want a pro-gun person do you want an anti-gun person whatever and if they request then the mothership kind of thing they make all those arrangements so i'm doing 11 of them and they also wanted tracy wilson so i haven't talked to tracy yet but apparently she's doing some as well so I don't know how many she's doing, but if she's doing eight, nine, ten, eleven of them, I mean, the CCFR is going to do, you know, twenty interviews uh, tonight. Awesome. So, yeah, they're oddly enough, they're five minutes each, right? So what can you say in five minutes about a complex topic like private firearm ownership? Um, but we're going to do our best. At least we're there. At least we're at the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like basic. You're basically guaranteeing tomorrow morning if you're listening to the radio, you're probably going to hear Rod or Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, and and the anti-gun side too, which is, which is always funny. You know, I uh, look forward to hearing some uh, ideological arguments that don't make any sense, and some <laughs> inflated or completely false stats yeah, so you on, the, on the anti-gun side. Totally blow them out of the water. Well, I, I hope so. That'd be good. You yep. will. You will. You will. <laughs> you will. Awesome. Well, I, I think we should let you go, Rod. You got a you got a busy night uh, scheduled, but thanks for making time for us and uh, and coming on our show to kind of give an update as to uh, how things have been going. Anytime, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, Rod. Okay. Bye. All right. Why don't we get into our upcoming events? That's okay. where we left off, right? <laughs> sure. You were finished. Are you finished talking about your hot pants? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm finished talking about my. Hot Are you done pants. cooking? 
uh, I've turned them off and I am no longer cooking. Yeah. yeah but okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll go do some bow hunting this, this, uh, this weekend. That'll be fun. All right. Uh, upcoming events for three gun events, uh, across Canada, check out three gun.ca for maple seed events. Check out maple seed rifleman.com. Do you have any new ones that are coming up? Uh, no, anywhere? still on, no, it's still in the planning stages. We sent some stuff out to ranges here in Ontario. We're not going to be doing any other East Coast or West Coast tours at all this year. Um, but yeah, so Ontario, uh, for those of you in the GTA especially, uh, check it out. In the next little while, there will be um, some events that are happening. So we suggest if you actually are in the GTA and you want to get to a Maple Seed take us up on the offer because those are going to be the last ones for this year. We're going to take a couple of months off so that we can get our instructors all trained up and on board. And then we're back into it as well. Slackers taking time off. I know we in the, it's actually not time off because everything that we do in the downtime is, you know, the stuff preparing for next year. We got a lot of, sorry, (laughs) you're not actually taking a vacation. (laughs) <laughs> My vacations are not vacations. At some point, probably in the next 10 years, I'll be able to take a vacation where I can go to the beach and just sit. Yeah. No, my vacations are spent in, well, actually in Alberta and seeing Adriel or they're sent, you know, I'm down in the East Coast and I'm seeing Dave Williams or I'm seeing and I'm traveling in a car for 40 hours with Greg, Greg May. Hi, Greg. He's watching. And so is Dave Williams. Too. So, hey. So, yeah, yeah. You, you guys put a lot of hours in uh, in a vehicle. Yeah, we get to know each other really, really <laughs> well, and and our sense of smell is totally gone by the end of the forty hours too because of the. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, and you probably it's, burn a lot of podcasts down. Uh, you know what we do? Well, we listen to a few, and mm-hmm. you know, and then we start having these great debates. Anyways. It's, Solve it's all the world's problems. It's fun. But what ha- yeah. So what happens is, you know, we started a podcast, like, for example, like, you know, Slam Fire Radio on uh, Thursday evening, and we're starting to watch you guys live feed, but we're traveling through like Saskatchewan in the middle of nowhere, and we have no internet and it keeps crapping out. So anyways, that's what we're, we deal with. So when we're in a car, so we have to amuse ourselves. So we have debates. Sweet. Yep. Uh, let's see here. What's our next event? There's going to be an Ipsic class with uh, Canadian champ Alex Burdett on yep. September 8th and 9th. Cost will be $250 a day, 800 rounds a day. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, a lot. <laughs> oh, 1,600 rounds if you. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of rounds. And uh, Alex is, uh, is pretty good. He's a pretty good shooter. Yeah, he's <laughs> a Canadian champ at production. He's Canadian champ. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, payment through EMT to restigushgunclub at gmail.com. Email restigushgunclub at gmail.com to register. I imagine that Trevor has something to do with that. Yes, he does. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Uh, CRPS. This year's shooting season is fast coming to an end. Uh, to commemorate an exciting first year, CRPS is proud to present the 2018 season finale, which will be held at CFB Petawawa on September 22nd and 23rd. The season finale is a two-day event split into two one-day matches of yep. 14 fun and exciting stages each. You can register for either of them or both. You probably want both. If they're 14 stages, that's, that's awesome. Uh, the stages will be different between the two days. Competitors that opt for both days will shoot a total of 28 different stages. 
whether it's the classics like the rooftop barricade or tires or the special 400 meter elr stage and urban tactical vehicle engagement the finale is going to be a challenging event for all skill levels is the urban tactical vehicle the red and yellow <laughs> the tykes little tykes, tykes car, car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is tactical urban vehicle engagement on a tykes mm. car <laughs> yeah and by the way don't be the first person to do that learn from people on how to how to use that you need to there's skills around using a tykes car for uh, for long range shots with a 22 <laughs> yeah and don't get in the car. Just saying. Well, you'll never get out. No, you won't. <laughs> you'll have to just keep wheeling it around the stage. <laughs> Overall placement in the match and the season points awarded will be based on your aggregate score over the two-day match. If you ever wanted to try practical shooting but didn't want to spend the big bucks to get into it, CRPS is a great way to try it out with your 22 LR Rimfire Rifle. The match is open to everyone, and as always, youth can participate for free with yeah. one paid adult entry. Oh, I like that idea. That's yep. very cool. Ely's sponsoring them. So yeah, kids can mm-hmm. actually shoot for free. Awesome. Uh, if you want to register for that, go to practice score and search CRPS. Yep. And uh, you should be able to find the season finale uh, in practice score. Yep. Very cool. You have to register for both days if you're going. So I think that. you have to. Yeah, you have to do both 14 stages each. Oh, oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun. Yep. Rick does, does do some interesting things. So he's going to challenge you. Practice your 45 degree angle shots. I have stolen a couple things off his Facebook page. Every time he puts up a new thing, it's like, Hmm. When he did those tank traps, I'm like, yep, (laughs) we're going to have those. (laughs) And he just posted today. Um, uh, not a VTAC, but like it's got a slot at the bottom with a square and it's got two angled 45 degree, uh, yeah, 45 Kevin. degree angles. Kevin's that's been, Kevin. Yeah, that's Kevin. He's been in the mm. uh, garage all week and just uh, building, building all kinds of different barriers so that he can practice. He's taken a vacation. He took today and he's taking tomorrow so that he can actually go to the range and shoot. He's currently there. He's been there for 10 hours so that he can prepare <laughs> for this match. <laughs> Uh, he's probably like he's got to be the weirdest guy on the range right now because he brought a bunch of weird plywood and he's probably twisting and contorting into all these terrible positions to make shots at the range everyone else is shooting off the bench and he's shooting like on the ground with one arm over his head so he can make this like weird angle yep Yep. i I think he i think he signed off on a particular range where there's not going to be anybody there so he's booked the range Uh, uh, yeah two days yeah 12 hours, 24 hours he's practicing for, for Petawawa. Just saying. Well, you know, to, to to do it on the stage, a lot of the times you'll do it and then you'll be like, oh, that didn't feel right. Yep. And if you just had a chance to practice it a little bit, you might have found uh, that that better position that's more steady or uh, yep. uh, some, some uh, position you can shoot in for a longer period of time. Yep. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, All right. Why don't we uh, want to look at the new gun stuff? All uh, right. Reliable gun has FNS nines, so not the long one, the regular slide what size one for four nineteen right now. I think there's a glut in the market because Trevor's no longer promoting these. Is that true? Do you think? Uh, they've been available for like <laughs> I great prices at different times. So I'm just saying, everybody wanted to uh, uh, just because okay. Trevor was pushing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, if you're if you're in the market for a, a really reliable, high quality nine millimeter striker fired pistol, yep. uh, four nineteen is impossible to beat. You can't like an MMP is uh, what five six hundred bucks. You're you're not even getting close to that. Yeah, four nineteen is excellent. Kind of want one. I held Trevor's and I liked it. <laughs> so don't you have a Glock? Yeah. Ah, same thing. No. No, just, it's not. Just pimp out your Glock. Just put more. Just take take the money that you would have used buying an FNS and bedazzle your Glock and put a better trigger on and get you the fiber have optics. Too thing. many pistols, though. That's yeah. my new meme. I'm going to post that. You never have too many pistols and see how it. Never mind. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, I didn't even hear about these things, but apparently they're out. The TRS 26s are showing up in Canada. Uh, hmm. The TRS 25 is like a really popular, low cost red dot. Yeah. Uh, the the twenty six is a little bit bigger, and they had the the thing they did with it that really made a difference is that the battery life is like a, ten times longer, mm. and all, all out of like a little button battery. One of the thirty twenty twos, thirty thirty twos, thirty thirty two sounds about right. Just a little Go like ahead. super common uh, button batteries, right? Uh, it comes with a riser, so you can throw it on an AR if you want to. Uh, they're 220 bucks. That's a very inexpensive red dot and uh, probably the lowest price you're going to want to go for a red dot on an AR-15. Oh, they got buttons. I think they the, old, buttons. the other one had like some dialy switches. These ones have like covered buttons, so they'll they'll be okay in the dust and that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know at the... At the same time, they got uh, they had a prism site and a big dot site that they released at the same time. So they had a little P, little prism site, right. and they had a big D, a big dot site, and that's literally what they called them: the little P and the big and D red big dot. D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big D. <laughs> big D, big D. Oh, yeah. So prism for those of us with astigmatism, awesome. So yeah. So, uh, yep. long body LAR mags. So, are those going to be legal? Just they are this because this time around they didn't uh, uh, they did it properly. So they're labeled for, for as a LAR fifteen magazine, and uh, that's the thing that the other ones needed to do. They're labeled pistol magazine. That's correct. A LAR fifteen pistol magazine. Awesome. The other ones, the other ones were labeled as pistol carbine magazines. <laughs> Yeah, these these say RRA model LAR fifteen pistol magazine. These are labeled absolutely hundred percent correctly. Excellent. So they're going to be legal. Yes, and this this is what the, now I like the little ten rounders for uh, if I were to go hunting or so, or plinking or something like that, and I wanted something nice and small on a on a, on a for example, if I had a non restricted rifle, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what I'd want to use. Uh, but if you're competing, those tiny little ten rounders don't fit in mag pouches. They don't come out. <laughs> no, so, that's why people were putting extensions on them, right? Yeah, they were getting the 3D exten- uh, printed uh, extensions, or they were uh, uh, coupling them at the bottom. Uh, these ones are just a bigger magazine, so they don't hold any more. Uh, they're just bigger, and uh, that's easier to grab from. You, you can grab from most mag mag pouches because this uses like a 30 round length, which is uh, kind of nice. If you're yep. into uh, uh, three gun, or if you're into any of the action uh, rifle sports, uh, those those are definitely worth looking at. Um, Iron Guns has those, and so does uh, True North Arms. Uh, Tactical Imports has brought in the new H and K G36s at H uh, K prices, which is uh, high. <laughs> Have you seen these yet? 
just clicking on it. So no, I haven't there, seen it. There's there's a semi-auto uh, G36. Uh, they're eight thousand bucks. Whoa. Seventy nine ninety nine, really? Yeah, but they're pretty. Come on, really? <laughs> uh, they're uh, okay. If you, you if you really want a G thirty six, this is the G thirty six. All right. It, neat for that. Yeah, if I won the lottery, I'd buy it. But no. And if I won the lottery, you'd get one too, Adriel. Because I'm oh, nice oh thank you. That's that's very nice of you. You're I would welcome. I would like one as well. Okay. I bet you they're very nicely machined and very high quality. Forty thousand dollars. They better be. Yep. <laughs> They will be. H&K makes nice stuff. They They're do. just a little bit weird sometimes, and their magazines are always ungodly expensive. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, if get a magazine that works, right? Make sure that it, anyways. Just because yeah. of the fact that if you're willing to pay that much for a firearm, you should be willing to pay a little bit more for a, a magazine as well. Just my opinion. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, a 2011, uh, a magazine for a 2011, the going rate for those is like 150 bucks. <laughs> They're pretty expensive as well. Have you seen the uh, uh, the 410 revolver shotguns? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. They've I, been teased a little I, bit. Uh, who did I see? I saw a, okay, so um, Odell Engineering had yeah. their, had their, uh, at Galt, I think it was that they were at um, a couple of days ago. I got invited, but demo. I come, yeah. yeah, demo day, and unfortunately, I couldn't go to it because I just got back from you know Alberta, mm-hmm. so I had to go to work. Um, so they had a video of uh, someone shooting actually this, and it looked really, really, really cool, and it it functioned well. Um, so for and for six hundred and forty nine dollars, why not? Like seriously. Yeah, they're kind of neat. There's a, there's a couple different versions that I've seen. Uh, one of them's the Canuck Evolve. I think that's the one that uh, Odell's bringing in. And then there's another one as well, but I can't remember who's bringing that one. They're basically very similar in uh, in operations. Um, they come with a five-round cylinder and then a three-round cylinder. So if you yep. want to go hunting with it and you're limited to three rounds. You're good to go. Yeah, you're good to go there. They come with chokes. Um, yep. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of neat. Yeah, it is kind of neat. Do you want to talk about the uh, the, the Serbus uh, coming in? Yeah, sure. I'm just clicking on it. All right, so Delaska's uh, Adriel was saying Serbus, uh, the BFG uh, 50A. Our rifles are inbound from Delaska Arms Corporation. Um, They're it's 50 cal, cal. It's on their way, and it's not telling us very much other than nothing. They're on the way. Your search is just on the way. So, have you had an opportunity to to shoot them at all? I haven't shot that one. I'm I'm really looking at this RN50. That's the one that looks like it's a. Uh, um, well, that's what it's a pipe ask. bomb. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you screw on the cap on the back. Uh. <laughs> but but check out that price it's a 50 cal rifle and it's 1600 bucks it's like yeah there's not much to it that's for sure mm-hmm. i wonder how much that optic is on that's on it what we're looking at is is it plus this optic that's probably about three thousand dollars on it so uh, uh i don't no. think the optic is included no it's not they would no. they wouldn't do that but no. Barrel length is 29.5 inches, 22 or 18 inch length. Okay. I mean, 18 is uh, a little bit short for a 50 I cal. Even 20 is a little bit short. Yeah. Going to yeah. be some blast. 
Give me some blast with that 22 inch barrel. But it's 1600 bucks. Yeah. Bipod, buttstock, and the scope are not included. It says that within the photo. So basically, it's just the upper and lower. That's it. Well, I mean, you, you can throw on any. Uh, it'll it'll come with the extension tube on the back, so you just throw right. on a, a stock. Like uh, AR stocks are easy to find. And in terms of a bipod and a scope, yeah, I mean, you probably want a bipod. You probably don't want to shoot this thing offhand. It's a it's uh, a no. seventeen pounds. <laughs> I think seventeen pounds is doable. Seventeen yeah. pounds is doable. Yes, a heavy, a little bit it's heavy, a little heavy, but it's doable. So maybe this is like a. It's a little bit late for me to get a new deer rifle for the season. Fifty cal, really? Okay. Do they sell? Do they sell soft points for those? <laughs> do, they, do they make a TSX or? Uh... <laughs> hmm. Mm. Hmm. I don't mm. think so. I don't think so. But it would do the job. It would. Now it would. It take down more than a deer. It, it probably like wouldn't worry about a couple of leaves in the way or something. It probably just go right through those. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's only sixteen hundred bucks. Oh, come on. You got 1600 laying around. You can just sell something out of the closet. Just, yeah, I got something I want to sell. I wonder if I could sell it for 1600 and then I could just turn around and buy one of these. What would you be selling for $1,600? I've got a, a Savage 10 TR and an MDT chassis. Mm. You're right around there. Mm. Well, why don't you talk about it? Because apparently this is the place to do the trade and swap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got a Savage 10 TR, which is a 308 in an MDT HS3 chassis with their skeletonized buttstock. I don't know if it's worth 1600 or not, but uh, it'd be nice if it was. Well, anyway. so if it isn't, people will tell you, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I should get one of those. Yeah. yeah Do you have you, this next one? I don't have it, but it's nice. I'd like to have it. It's the Magpul Pro 700 series, uh, sorry, chassis. And it's for $1,500. It's only in black, though. So it's coming from... The color uh, it needs to be in. Right. Black rifles. Anyways, Mm -hmm. it's from uh, CTCS. So um, first in Canada, in stock, and ready to ship. So they actually have it in stock. Black only, flat, Mm -hmm. dark earth, and uh, olive drop. Um, Olive drab green are coming soon. Well, we would prefer it black anyways because it's slimming. $1,500. (laughs) I wonder how much the mags are. What does it all come up with? Uh, it probably comes with a common mag. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these uh, uh, chassis systems use like an AICS or uh, uh, a similar mag. Right. A, a, integrated AICS pattern magazine uh, optimized for uh, P mags as well as other AICS pattern short magazines. So. Um, yeah, lots of places you can get those in Canada here. It's actually really nice that they've started to standardize on those because uh, there's a couple of different mag manufacturers that uh, that make those. And uh, the prices are kind of like for a precision rifle, the magazine prices are actually quite reasonable on those uh, AICS and AICS clones. So uh, very interesting. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. Good price. Mm. Now nice. you can either have that as if I won the lottery or you can have the, uh, yeah, anyways. Maybe hey, if I win the lottery, I'll buy you that one. <laughs> no, make uh, RN50 first. I think one okay. of the, uh, Greg was mentioning here, it's like a Russian World War II anti-tank rifle. It's super ugly, utilitarian, and cheap. <laughs> and I, it runs like anything, right? Emphasis on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like a the, the, the cap on the end has the striker on it. You screw it on. And then the hammer is literally a hammer that just hits it. So that's all there is to it. If 
if everything went wrong, you could grab a punch and a hammer and still fire the thing off because the striker's like right there in front of you. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's enough for uh, for new gun stuff. Uh, it's lots of new gun stuff. It's lots of fun stuff. You yeah, did a there's... good job tracking a lot of this stuff down this week. That's you know fun. what? I, just like full disclosure to the listeners, all I do is look at Reddit top for the week and I look at uh, Canada, Canada Gun Nuts uh, a couple of times and just see what kind of new stuff's coming up. So I don't yeah. have to do much. It's still a lot of work, though, to go through everything. It is. Uh, yeah. I mean, this it kind of gets my own tilt to it, right? Because some of the stuff that I have no interest in just doesn't end up in our show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Listener feedback. Do we have anything in the uh, YouTube that we need to mention? No, we have a lot of people talking to each other. So we have um, Dan Grady, Dave Williams, and especially Greg May. And he's talking yeah, Dan to Dan was mentioning uh, $80 for his P30 mags. That's not bad. My uh, my FNS mags were $75. So it's <laughs> some That's... of those mags are expensive. Yes, they are expensive. I'm just going through. Uh, that's it. Who's in there? But everybody is talking every time that we mention something, whether it's black guy, like Dan Grady black says, guns black matter. Guns matter. Yep. Hashtag. Um, and yeah, they're talking about the inappropriateness of the podcast right now. So that's about it. No other feedback besides, hey, Bill. He says, hey, from Michigan. So this podcast is pretty, uh, pretty squeaky clean compared to some <laughs> other ones. That <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> Not much anybody, but anyways, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, okay, there's that listener feedback. Um, yep. go on to their regular listener feedback. That listener feedback section is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to highlandertactical.com to check out the great supply of both outside and inside the waistband holsters today. Use promo code, promo code SLAMFIRE to check out and save 10% off your order. Our first listener feedback is from Jimmy Two Hands. Uh, I want to read this one. Hello, esteemed podcart hosts and Trevor. Uh, with all the non-restricted black rifles coming to market, I was curious, is pinning and welding a muscle device something we can do in Canada to legally lengthen a barrel? Or is it an American thing only? E.g., if I take an 18-inch barrel and pin and weld a 2.5-inch long compensator on it, is my barrel now 18 inches long or 20.5 inches long? Thanks for your answer and keep up the good work. Hugs and kisses, Jimmy Two Hands. Oh, love the hugs and kisses. Yeah, makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I've yeah. read that it doesn't, and you need the like the barrels, the barrel, and if you um, add on a device that um, suppresses flash or reduces recoil, it does not count towards the length of the barrel. But that was just with like a little bit of light reading. I've right. heard otherwise. I've heard yeah. otherwise. So, so have I. Uh, I think this means we didn't we don't know and we couldn't google it in five minutes before the show <laughs> to give <laughs> you an answer hey greg send us a message <laughs> if you'd like to email the show and get a non-answer uh <laughs> send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com we'll be happy to guess at the answer to your very important legal questions uh but we'll have to remind you that the show is for entertainment purposes only All right <laughs> don't sue us <laughs> yeah Take your barrel and get it uh, worked on by a gunsmith and uh, an actual gunsmith and see if they can do it or not. And then have it verified. That's my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know what they're doing. Verifiers. Verifiers know what they're doing. They have to know. Yeah. I would assume there's some sort of test. Yes. (laughs) Where they they probably have to answer this question. They do. No. (laughs) 
Uh, iTunes reviews. No iTunes reviews this week. Nope. Kelly, do you have any shout outs? I do. I just wanted to say thank you very much to Rick Hadabak. He's one of, uh, he's an awesome guy. Uh, he's doing some work for me. So thank you. And also I wanted to say congratulations to Matthew and Jewel. Guess what? They've got some new digs. So that means maybe hopefully sometime soon, you know, in the near future. Okay. Before, you know, 2020, uh, Matthew might be back on the show. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Just, but anyways, congratulations on your new home. They bought one today. Yeah, definitely. Um, If you're on the CCFR Facebook page, check out the uh, uh, black guns thing that uh, Dan's putting on. He's uh, trying to get some photos of, uh, of your different uh, semi-auto firearms uh, in one spot. Uh, If you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfire radio, or go to slamfireradio.com. We've got a button on there where you can go over and support us on uh, Patreon. Patreon supporters receive patches in the mail. We do special episodes when we remember to, and we should do one soon. And uh, it's Trevor's fault. I'm just going to say it. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. yeah it's Trevor's not. fault because the the beaver that he was chasing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the fault right there. Yep. Anyways, Patreon. That's a thing. That's uh, just a way of helping support us in the show. Uh, please join uh, one of our uh, national firearms associations, such as the CCFR. They're uh, they're doing great stuff for us, <laughs> staying up and doing sure. a pulling all nighters <laughs> from three to six a.m. Uh, just so that they can get on the radio uh, for every, for all you early morning uh, uh, radio listeners. Coffee is going to be his friend. You know that, right? <laughs> oh yeah, he'll uh, he'll be crazy doing that. Yep. Uh. Like us on Facebook. We're at 1,967 likes. Getting close to 2,000. Mm-hmm. And check us check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We've got a forum over there where you can comment and uh, tell us what you think. Uh, finally, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.